Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. I'm Jack Newman. I'm Ben Haworth. I'm Peter Dancy. I'm Sarah Becker. And I'm Trevor Flynn. And welcome to Animania. How is everyone doing this week? We're coming in to see Thor Ragnarok. (laughs) Thunder roll. I think think a lot of podcasting is broken. (laughs) (laughs) I did a lot in a roll, so like I had to do multiple takes to like get the energy up to do the intro. So it's I can't I can't do Animania and Lad and everything else in the same day. Otherwise, I'm I was also doing voice recording stuff for our like pen and paper pod stuff. So I was like doing oh, that yeah. beforehand. And I'm like I'm like hoarse now. I'm like ready. I'm just like Ugh. also you still have one more. Yeah, it's okay. And also, this is the last one I'm going to record at work because tomorrow AT and T fiber is coming, and I'm going to have a thousand megabytes a second in my home. Dude. I don't even know what that looks like. I've never had an internet connection that fast in my whole life. (laughs) Have any of us had an internet connection that fast? I don't. I don't even know if that's possible. Like, I literally don't believe them. Like, I will not believe them until I do the until I do the speed test. I don't think it's possible. (laughs) Like, I I legitimately like they're telling me this, and I'm like, okay, I'll pay you money. You're gonna come and do it, and I'm gonna do a speed test immediately. And if I don't get a thousand megabytes, I I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I just don't believe it. Right. I mean, even if you get seven hundred, you got to be like, all right. 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 No, I don't care. Like, like the like, and also you could tell from their pricing plan, it's sixty three hundred and a (laughs) thousand. And Katie, Katie was talking to me. She's like, "We don't need a thousand. Three hundred is literally like more than three times as much internet speed as we've ever had." (laughs) And I was like, like, "But I want a thousand. (laughs) If they say they can do it, then do it." We can do more. I know. If they say they can give me it, I like. I'm fuck it. Let's see what they got. I will report back with my review of AT and T Fiber next week. But first up, we're going to talk about the down. Uh, trailer three for downsizing. We want to talk about this a little bit. I think Ben, you uh, you had heard some uh, complaints about this trailer being spoilerific, and you wanted to talk about it a little bit in regards to it's like first X spoilers versus third X spoilers. Yeah, I guess I'm just kind of curious where everyone lands on spoilers because you're also having this conversation right now with uh, the Last Jedi because certain posters have a certain character, and I'm not going to go into that one as well. You can look at these posters. Certain posters have a certain character in a certain place that may imply that that certain character is not at the allegiance we expected, you know? And so I think it's been a big thing in this trailer. I'm just going to say how the trailer goes, so you know, sorry. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a spoiler, so don't yell yeah. at me. Don't at me. No, no, um, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this trailer, just to just be clear, this is a new film from Alexander Payne, who directed uh, Sideways and uh, About Schmidt and several other uh, films I really like. And um, it's about uh, this future where people can downsize themselves. And initially, it's like build this this site uh, where they make themselves really tiny. They're like five inches tall, um, and it's irreversible. But uh, the idea initially is like, oh, we're going to save space. You know, there's too many people on the planet, and we'll be like better conscious for the environment. But actually, it ends up being this thing that like middle class people do when they go through midlife crises, and like because you can have more stuff and more money and, and stuff if you're tiny. Um, 
And this trailer kind of reveals something that I figured out from the first trailer, which is that uh, uh, initially uh, Matt Damon is the lead and uh, Kristen Wiig is his wife. And uh, she does not come along with him. So he downsizes and finds out she decides uh, backed out at the last minute after he already went through the process. So for one, I don't really consider this a spoiler because context clues, I kind of figured that out anyways. I understand that other people may not have. I, I, I watch too many movies and I predict things. And I <laughs> too often come up with the answer to how things are going to happen. Um, but also, I just kind of feel like the initial plot is maybe different than like the second act turn. Like to me, like revealing the Spider-Man loses his suit thing in Homecoming is probably too far down the line. That's like the darkest moment. Where this is like the initial conflict, and I feel like if you just show the initial conflicts of the movie, to me, yeah, I, that's not really a spoiler. I, I agree with you from a script writing perspective. I understand that. I still think it's. I still. I guess, like from my perspective, and here's 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 my counterpoint, Ben. Is like my take on a trailer is that I never want to reveal if I don't have to reveal stuff about my movie. I don't want to. Do you know what I mean? Like it's still a first yeah. act conflict thing, and I and I feel like that's the thing about downsizing is that it the first trailer sold the movie to me successfully without revealing that. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, and and that's that. just that's just a specific thing about this trailer. I don't disagree with your statement about first act reveals. I totally agree with it. I just think in the context, it's like you know that first trailer sold the movie, and it didn't need to say that. And maybe that's the thing is like when you're marketing a film, do you? I guess my question, I think, is more important about do you need to show me it or not to get me involved? And that and that's like a big that's a marketing question versus like a ruining movies questions. And I definitely think that, you know, the trend right now is showing way too much. Like that's the, that's the, and that's the I thing. Mean, it's, it's often, and it's been the trend for a long time. I mean, you go back to old trailers and they're, they're spoilery as you expect. Yeah. Like it's kind of shocking yeah. how, how much they can spoil sometimes. No. And it, it actually kind of made me mad, especially in the context of like Thor, which we're about to talk about. Like there was way too many clips of like really great movements from this movie that would have been great in context and were kind of softened. And it's, and it's also like one of those things. It's like the best moment from age of Ultron was totally spoiled in the trailers and not spoiled. It's not like a spoiler reveal, but it was, like the funniest laugh line of the movie and they put it in the trailer and it's and it just it takes the impact out of that moment for me in that movie and i think that's the most destructive thing that anyone did to age of ultron like i don't see it with thor because i think we'll talk about it but like very clearly that movie set up to that the whole coming out of the thing out of the coliseum yeah that's a reveal surprise. yeah uh but very clearly they were like but we want to show that no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't disagree with the marketing department on this at all. Like that's 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 Thor vs. Hulk in Retro World. Like don't sell like if you sold me I would be so less energized about it if you yeah. if they had sold it as like the third Thor movie. <laughs> Do you know what and, I mean? And, like, and, and, <laughs> and, I, and I'll say, and I'll say, I'll say if if you if you are someone who's looking at like, for 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 the whole reveal revealing of Hulk if you're someone who's looking at the cast list, you're going to see Mark Ruffalo in the right. cast. Right. So uh, th- you that, can't that really said, avoid it. Uh, so was technically, who was his face? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is on the cast list for this and he's in it for yeah. like five seconds. Yeah. Uh, I kind of saw that. I kind of, I kind of saw that coming I, I, yeah. from the mid yeah. credit scene of, of Dr. Strange. Or the fact that like, you never see Dr. Strange like on Asgard, like being part of the plot. <laughs> Yeah, in the trailer. That's no, true. They, they did a good job of like not doing a suburbicon and making a different plot to the movie. Right, right. Like they never showed him like 
we must assemble and then you're like oh, don't oh God. yeah and, and that's the thing is that's minute. that's the strength of the trailer because it shows them assembling essentially another team and it's not like this the trailer is giving you away the whole plot line to the movie you can predict this whole movie based on that trailer except for a couple of reveals um which is one of those things where people are like oh the fact that hella is thor's sister is a big reveal that they weren't supposed to give away and i'm like what i don't care <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, all right hey let's go ahead we're already talking about this is very this is probably our most natural transition to a movie that we've ever had because I didn't even notice it happening. <laughs> That's and, 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 and true and in and, and true movie gang podcast form, I'm gonna kill that transition and make it super clunky. Yeah, I was like, you're like, you just made it awkward. Uh. <laughs> well, I, I, if you've already ruined it, I, I do kind of just curious what people thought about the actual movie is. We Ho- hold on, hold on. Let me read the summary real fast. Uh, is why I'm <laughs> doing that. Uh, or are, are you thinking about downsizing? Yeah, because I know. Uh, Trevor and Sarah want to talk about it. I think they want to talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. People go to town. Trevor, what did you think? Uh, Well, I I I can't talk about the movie itself necessarily uh, because I haven't seen it yet. But I mean, like, what do you think about the trailer? uh, We're doing trailer corner. I I, I very much uh, am on like uh, your counterpoint side, Jack. Also, I think like the with the addition that I mean, I'm the one who got on and, and called it a spoiler, but like Ben's right. It's only the first act. So I see his point. I think for me, it's just coming from a perspective. I'm one of those people where it's like I'd seen this trailer like three or four times in front of movies. And I'm like, oh, I really want to see this movie. And I, you know, it like you said, already sold it on me. Also, I'm a big Alexander Payne fan um, for King of California, which I think you just produced, actually, not necessarily directed. But um, so I was already excited about it. And then to have like nearly exactly specifically exactly the same trailer, like the same cut, the same uh, sound score, the same edits with this just additional information like blocked in there just felt like someone at the studio it's part of my overall like trailer fatigue like problem with the way movies are being marketed it's just it felt it feels like someone at the studio is like are they gonna are they gonna come see it i feel like well, no, we need something else we need something else tell them something else like and that's that's just more for me where i was coming from right i didn't like it but it's not it didn't ruin the movie for me or anything like i'm not in in arms about it it's just an, it's it's kind of annoying that's all that's my take. <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's good. Um, Sarah? Um, yeah, this was... I actually saw uh, the this trailer for the first time. That was the first time I'd heard anything about this film, actually, in front of going to see Thor this weekend. So I knew nothing about it. And um, I don't know. It just... it You know, it looks kind of funny. It looks like it might end up having a, you know, a deeper moral meaning behind it eventually later on in the film. Um, and it just seems like something kind of different, which, you know, of course they've already made films like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and so forth, but you, you know, it's just, you know, a, a, an uncommon idea from, from the current fair we have in cinema. Here, here's the other thing too, well, also, I'm going to say about it from my perspective too, is that the fact that this movie is going to be significantly different was the big thing that this trailer revealed. I'm less excited for this movie now because I'm less interested inherently in like it, it show like at first I thought it would be, Oh, size and power and all this kind of relationship play and more of this thing play between Kristen Wiig and Matt Damon's character. And now it seems like he's actually going to have like find a meaning and stretch for it. And exactly like it's activism, be- which seems less interesting 
interesting to me. I mean, I'm sure the movie will actually force it, but the my point is is more to the point is that this particular trailer is so much less interesting than the first one, where it just had a series of images and sold you on the concept of downsizing, which is all it needed to do. And I think that's the th- my my big point here is not anything against what Ben's saying about trailers. I agree with him. I don't think it's a spoiler. I just think that this trailer is inherently less interesting as a movie yeah uh yeah that's one fuck now i'm depressed i'm like oh it's gonna be matt damon does eat pray love where he just gets small instead of going to italy like that's what it's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) he goes to little italy and and as much as i like alexander payne he did make the descendants which is like the ultimate white guy sad it worries me and, that, and that's and that's exactly the thing it's like you know you have an asian actress and and it seems that they're playing off that that there's there's elements of this where these people are just kind of uh like I, it looks like there's some form of abuse yeah. happening and i just like i'm not interested in that like i want to see the social issues of downsizing like that's <laughs> if this movie's not about that what the fuck <laughs> It, it's it's also one of those films I worry might just wouldn't have been better as like a short film. Oh like that, yeah, there's, there's often films I watch where I'm like, if this was 20 minutes, this would be perfect because then you can just explore the idea. But I feel like when a narrative, sometimes you're like, well, I have to have another idea. You can't just do yeah, like Benjamin Button. Two hours, right? Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this no, and that's and that's screenwriting, so and that's long. extending it out to make it interesting. And it's like, I my concept is that was the downsizing an allegory for issues in relationships. That sounds more interesting to me as downsizing as issues in society. Do you know what I mean? Like one seems much more interesting and is a use of the downsizing as a motif. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like if your penis size right, changes. Right. Which they really reference in the first trailer, and why I think that first trailer is so good. It's all about like him being crushed by it, and I think it. I think it's right. Him, and him, him both. seeing how much vodka you can now drink and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. It's it's just and it's all these little moments, and it makes you fascinated. It does the Toy Story thing, in other words, like you know, sell me on the value of the Toy Story's world as a whole, <laughs> or how nonsensical Cars is when you think about it. <laughs> that was my original point. I'm not the only person that's made that point. I realized that, but that was always my it's, objection to card. Still, it's a good point. <laughs> it's it like no they sense. took it it's too just... far. <laughs> we watch cars and you start focus. Like we all started focusing on their eyes too much. Like me, Sarah, and Peter re- re- reviewed Cars Three, and we all just inherently, eventually, were just like, "What is wrong with their eyes?" Like you just start <laughs> noticing very weird. Yeah, why are they so like? Why are movie. they so like weird? Like I don't know. It's, it's they're it's, dead. They're just yeah. like these plates. Uh, let's not go back into it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the, the CG got good, too good, and now it's like trying to blend like did, actual car plates with eyeballs. Carney Valley, like, it's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That was that was that's that's the transition. Transitioning, well transitioning. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why I, I I enjoy bad transitioning. All right, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. (laughs) Imprisoned on the other side of the universe, the mighty Thor finds himself in a deadly gladiatorial contest that pits him against the Hulk. This is literally like their official synopsis, so if you were worried about spoilers, (laughs) this former ally and fellow Avenger. Thor's quest for survival leads him into a race against time to prevent the all-powerful Hela from destroying his homeworld and the Asgardian civilization. Thor Ragnarok as a grand as a grand thing is uh, Thor. It's kind of I guess it's it's interesting to see like on the third movie having a coming of age story really yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah, kind of. It's just funny too. I really she, do enjoy. Uh, she has some thoughts on in that, these yeah. movies that each of the each of the three tiers really has 
always focus back, even though Civil War is really a mashup movie, it really does focus back onto Cap's growth right. versus you know, his understanding of society. And, and even Iron Man 3 is about like Tony getting over his machines and things. And it comes back around too with like them getting yeah. over their own power to become people. And it's and I think that's it's interesting to say that like Marvel has actually pulled off doing something and at the same time they've totally fucking reinvented all of Thor. Yeah. Which is which is I think the biggest success because Thor is like their probably in my mind their most main flagging property and now it's been turned around overnight into probably one of their most successful properties it looks like. Um <laughs> Yeah, no. which is I think the inherent strength of the Marvel universe moving forward is that you can tie in things, make it crazy, and you can have like your own mini Avengers episode, which is what they did in uh, Civil War, and what they did here with Thor too is making them both excessively better by focusing on interpersonal relationships as well as that, but also like diving down into the characters still. Like it, it, there's always more depths to be plumbed here, and also reimagining the Thor universe in a way that's like it, I guess it's at first I thought it was ripping off Guardians, but I think for me personally it's distinct enough that i really particularly like it but let's go around the circle i don't know why i'm just talking uh let's start with let's start with you ben what did you think of thor ragnarok yeah i want to hear this uh uh jack you know how on live long and discover you keep mentioning you don't know what you want yeah (laughs) yeah i get it yeah i totally get it i i don't know what i want for thor i'm sorry everyone i don't know what i want Uh, I watched Thor The Dark World and I was like, oh my god, this is so pretentious and (laughs) myth-based. It literally starts with, there were dark elves, and my brain just went, (laughs) boom. You couldn't buy it. Everything went down. But but, but Ben, there's always dark elves. It's like, here are the light elves that everyone says are pretty and everything. Here's the the elves that everyone's just like, oh, I really really like how they had it. Like, there wasn't just elves. Like, from the storytelling perspective, they had to be dark elves. They just, like, (laughs) don't... You know, I just always imagine these light elves just like chilling, like having a drink, yeah, watching just... everything, like over in the corner. <laughs> yeah. So, and so it's like, oh, can we like? And I was always like, well, the humor is good, but I hate the the humor. They like, like I was like, Hemsworth was good. He's really good at the humor. Everybody else stinks. I hated Cat Denning so much. In the, whoa, not not, not just great. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Sorry, I just whoa. So annoying. But um, but then. Thanks. They do this where they're like, no Asgard, new planet, fun stuff. And I was like, oh, I didn't want this either. It's much better. I like this oh, more. No. Oh, but- oh, I, sorry, sorry. I thought, who's the lady in the current Thor? Sorry, sorry. Um, in this new, who plays Valkyrie in this Oh, I'm movie? not talking about who's Valkyrie. No, oh, Tessa uh, Thompson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good, Tessa good, Thompson good. is Cat Dennings is the, is the terrible girl Tessa from Two Broke Girls in the movie. Yes. I totally agree with you. Sorry, sorry. Like, Jack's a huge Cat Dennings fan. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I was, I was, I was like lost my mind for like two seconds. I was like, Valkyrie was great. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Tessa Thompson's great. Uh, so, no, so no. great. So great. Yeah. No, got on the uh, um, Keep going. <laughs> but, but it's just this thing of like, it, it's so weird where it's like, they they did what I thought I needed, which is just like, fuck Thor one and two. This is the new Thor, and I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> like I enjoyed it, <laughs> but it 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 just was such a like, and I think there's I think it's part of the problem. Like one, it's just it's so still adhered to the Marvel formula. It gets closer than a lot of them, but I still think it doesn't get enough like breathing room to kind of be its own thing, which is I think this the best version of this movie is just make King Herney the fourth part one and just just have Thor do his own shit and then come back in like 10 minutes and fight Hela. That's a different matter. Um, and 
I think it's funny, but I don't think it's as funnier than any other Marvel movie to me. And I think Taika Waititi's humor comes through, but still just not enough. That said, I liked it enough, and it was visually interesting enough, and, and there was enough interesting characters to keep me through. I just realized I don't know what I want with Thor, and I don't know if I'll ever know. So, sorry. I'm glad you all enjoyed it. <laughs> no, no, no. no, 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 no cool. I'm from. glad we have a negative take, because I don't like our love fests, and I, and I really want to go around the circle now. Sarah, what did you think of it? Um, mostly positive, but but I guess not entirely, um, for a, a, a similar reason to, as Ben, I guess. Um I uh, it was called Thor Ragnarok, and it felt like Ragnarok was such a small part of the movie. I wish yeah. I wish mm-hmm. there had been more focus on Kate Blanchett at the same time. Ben, like you said before, I think if it had been too Ragnarok and too myth based, it probably would have been like this is this is dumb. What is happening here? I, so I yeah. don't know. I guess just a better balance is what I would have. I think I think I, I like the humor. I liked Valkyrie. I like the interplay between Thor and Hulk. So, yeah, yeah. I guess I don't really know what I wanted or expected. No, I, I guess like for my part, like the like it's almost like them wrapping up like Asgard as a thing. And like, yeah, Hela is cool, but she's really just a bit part. Like she is so yes. unexplained. Yeah. And, and, and which that's is the unfortunate. Thing. And that's I, I guess I, I wanted her to not be a bit part. I, I, because, I don't, because she's I don't so much bigger than a bit her part. use though. Like she's a big bad, and she comes in and she's and she's seen chewing the shit out of the place, and she's she she isn't a member. She's not a okay. So here's here's the straight version. She's not a good villain. Like she's we don't build upon her. We don't give her enough characterization. But she's just seen chewing there, and is kind of like a force of nature that like threatens the universe as a whole. And then we go on and have the and that they do the marvel formula thing and build on the existing character and he has a revelation that allows him to advance so i'm agreeing with you sarah at the same time mm-hmm. like you know it allowed this other great movie to breathe and it didn't stick on hella so much that it like just made it too long which it i think it's close to being packed to the gills yeah it is and and maybe that's my it, thing is like in just like scenes of hella being like ridiculously evil in the chair are so fun and that's the thing yeah. is like i don't want to i don't want to particularly like identify with hella like i enjoy her just like i'm an executioner and i'm gonna kill people and it's so much fun like that's my thing i don't want to identify with her she's just like this murder psycho bitch and it's amazing and she's like a death metal <laughs> cover and it's everything i want that character me, to me. be I'll say one more thing on it, and then then I'll, I'll I'll let you guys move on. But I actually thought that bit at the end of Asgard isn't a place; it's its people. I thought that was lame. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I get I get the point of the heart in it or whatever, but it's like the. I don't know. It's just Sarah was Sarah just was not Sarah was not there for like the fake ass sentimentality. She was just like, no, it's stupid. (laughs) It's dumb. It's like I blew them up with love. No, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, I still want my home. It's it's, you. You don't tell me you didn't like the ending of Fifth Element. (laughs) That's different, though. (laughs) I don't know how, but it's different. (laughs) Trevor, what did you think of this movie? I do love the ending of Fifth. Element. I know. Right? I do not like the ending of Fifth Element. Um, oh my you. god! What is, what is this? All Thank this bait? <laughs> Everyone's you bad. What the hell? I don't. Oh I don't. God. I'm agreeing with Jack I'm just, again. This I'm is not kidding. right. I'm kidding. 
I was gonna say like I don't like the end of fulfillment but I do like the end of this movie just to be like for contrast but fuck it it was a dumb bit I'm sorry um I I like <laughs> fulfillment okay. all right I've I've learned to love it um I I was just gonna come off I was actually kind of gonna agree with Sarah I see where you see where you're coming from with the ending where I just um it's not that it's too lame for me it's just that it has no <laughs> It's a, no no consistency throughout the narrative. It's just kind of a moral point that comes out of fucking nowhere for me yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um. And I. Uh, I, I, okay. I know Jack has a uh, has a. No, has you're a good. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't I stomp on this. Go down. I, I I I feel like we're gonna talk a lot more about the ending. I don't want to harp just on that. I also wanted to say just my plain reaction, which was basically, I as far as I'm concerned, this in a way for me is the best Thor has ever been for me. Like kind of oh, yeah. Jack said in our opening, like it's kind of always been this neglected kind of child of the Marvel cinematic universe. And it is the least strong movie. Certainly the sequel for me was totally forgettable. I think for a lot of other people too, the, the first one was just really that basic um, kind of, you know, origin story thing was fine. Natalie Portman was in it. That probably helped, but also Skarsgård. Mm-hmm. But at, at the end of the day, still kind of just another origin, very basic story. It was a very bare, bo- yeah. very bare bones origin story. Very formula, yeah. yeah. And Whereas this one just had all this crazy stuff and like, Crimson Hemsworth is actually almost as like good at comedic acting as he is at working out, and that worked out. And um, <laughs> you know, the Hulk was very funny. I just I had a great time. Like I already know kind of basically going what I'm going to edit this. As much as I'm looking forward to talking more, or, not edit it, rate it. Sorry, um, <laughs> Freudian slip. I know what I'm doing later tonight. Um, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm too tired. Someone else. That's, okay, that's yeah. my piece. Yeah, it's there's too many episode. podcasts in one day today. You can definitely tell it. But I think I think okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Get everyone's face in uh, face into the pot. I don't know what that. Okay, Peter. Let's get everyone's opinion <laughs> and let's string them together and make a little opinion chain. Peter, Peter, what did you think? Peter, come on. Yeah, Peter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Save us, Peter, please. Chain of opinions. Ah, we're also living. No. no. Is Jack singing? Yeah. Jack's like, Peter, oh go. Eyes. It's all up to you now. No, please go. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Save uh, us. Me, me and this film, uh, I enjoyed it because I, I had a good time. It was fun to me. Yes, there was a lot of stuff happening. No, we did, no, we did not get enough time with, Bl- with, with Kate Blanchett as, as Hela because I because like it, she's supposed to be the main antagonist of this film but i kind of felt like goldblum's character was more of a vi- was more of like a kind of like quote-unquote villain since he since he was oh. trying to keep everyone on sakar <laughs> uh, but like like it, it was it was still it was still a fun it was still a fun movie to me like like we like we got i got to see more like more interaction between thor between thor and loki like the like i got to see more like more of the budding friendship between between thor and hulk which which is like which um like uh the avengers cartoon that 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 disney put on i think on one of their various disney channels start a few a few years ago the two of them as buddies is like a legit thing that is there so i'm so i'm glad they brought that over into the into this movie other than the two of them just punching each other in the face um and I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess just because I because I had fun watching this, I didn't think too hard about trying to find plot holes because like because like Trevor said, 
this is the best of the three Thor movies because the other two at the end of the day are kind of forgettable. But this one, it's like, no, there are several moments that I genuinely enjoyed. Yeah, I think, I think I, I think I agree with all of that. And I'm glad, I'm glad that we have, this is fun because we actually have a really good skew for this particular movie. (laughs) I I really enjoy that. But I think, um, I don't know. I think that for, you know, this is the question that's going to keep coming up over time is like, how the fuck do we measure these Marvel movies is, Mm. is really the thing because I, I see this overarching need to, from my perspective, I think that they keep producing really quality movies. Um, and maybe they're not like the best movies out there, but they, they, they have like just an insane level of consistency and that consistency is in and of itself hurting the overall canon of movies for people. And it's, it's, uh, it's bizarre that like, because they've just been kind of batting at sevens, you know, it's like, it almost becomes annoying <laughs> that like, they're just right, consistently. Right. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's the thing is that that's why I like this movie a lot is because for me, this is getting outside of the norm of what I like about Marvel. Like, and that's, and that's the thing is like, I like kind of my love of Marvel as kind of less as a, a qualified element of a movie and more as like an interconnected universe now. Like that's like, I like that Marvel allows us to have civil war and you don't, you'll never get a Mar you'll never get a movie like civil war. And from my perspective, the cool thing about Marvel now is that civil war and Thor Ragnarok are movies that they can just do. And because, and there, there's not something you could just do on your own outside of this universe. And for those purposes, they kind of stand on their own as something that is unique to a successful universe like Marvel. And for those purposes, I like it. Now, it still has to have like film structure and good film narrative. I'm not discounting that. I'm and and I think that you know Thor is going to have problems for its own universe trying to fucking figure out where everything is. It left everything in weird places at the end of Thor too, uh, and it just like speeds through Odin's death like really really fast and the introduction of yeah. Hela and all oh, that. Oh and yeah. the hammer. It's like that so that bad. first. 15 minutes is, 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 I think, bad. And and then it comes to zero and hits it up. Well, actually, not bad. I think the introduction in Surtur's fire pit is actually a great thing that Marvel hasn't That's usually fun. done, yeah. which is kind of do the James Bond thing of, here's an action-packed opening, and he's in an impossible situation, and let's have a Thor and hammer. I always love that about James Bond. The title screen. And I think that it works particularly well in Marvel movies, and I don't understand why they don't do it more. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess I guess for my point is like, do you guys think this is outside the norm of Marvel movies and by how much and doesn't improve it? Let's start with you, Peter. Um I'm gonna say yes. And the re and and the and the re and the reason the reason for me is because is because is, is the reason because the reason for me is is because at, at least for like like some of the more recent films, um it's like it's like yeah it's like yes you know they, I guess they will have characters that aren't like for for the, for the more for the more recent character films yes they will have characters that like aren't whatever said character is involved but it's never but it's never like oh they are bouncing around to different areas and and and, and I, I guess I guess how I guess how I mean like I guess how I mean that it's like 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 when 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 they when they were just when they were in New York. And Strange just pulls them away, and it's like ten, and it's, and it's like just like a five ten minute bit of just that. I, I guess I guess for me, like it's it's different than Norm because that felt very comic booky to me. Mm-hmm. Because 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 it's like because because with 
Marvel and DC Comics, stuff is happening across the planet, across the cosmos, all the fucking time. And you will have characters, you'll you have characters from the other side of the planet suddenly just be in this person's story for like two pages and that's it and they dip out and that's just how comics work. And I kind of appreciated that. I, I, I appreciated that they did that. I'm not saying that it needs to happen all the time and I'm, I'm not saying that they need to have it happen, um, that, that, that it needs to be like longer bits that happen in future movies, but I appreciated that they like dropped that little bit in there. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of critics would yeah, I, agree I, with I, you. A lot of people have said, a lot of reviewers ever saying, like, uh, or maybe just one, um, Benedict Cumberbatch and his mm. Doctor Strange is a lot better in those five minutes than he was in his own movie. Or compelling, yeah. at least. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing, Sorry, is because Doctor Strange is in the existing universe, and Hulk have, like, created in-universe characters where they didn't work in their own f- movies. And that's the thing, is, like... Because it's a hard you know, sell. Maybe, it's, like, a hard ass. Yeah. Exactly. No, that it's not works. a hard... Well, I don't think it's a hard sell. I think it's their bit parts, and maybe that's the thing. It's, like, I think that, you know, what Avengers and all these things need to do is they need to create bit characters, smaller, contrived. That doesn't mean they're not well developed, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, it does mean that you have, you, you, you handle them differently. And I think that's my thing is like, where you guys are like, I want to see more of Hela. I was like, as she's designed, I think she's handled perfectly in this movie. And I don't, I literally, I don't want to see more of her. And if I did, if we wanted to see more of her, I need to have her to have a different story is what I would say. That's yeah, that's that, that's exactly where I'm coming I can, from. I this is that, my, yeah. Where I think I'm coming from with this movie is that it's kind of two movies. Right. It's one movie that's very much resetting Thor, where we're killing off that old crew, which is like, God damn, they die like so unceremoniously after like every oh, time. Oh, the, yeah. the Warriors 3 thing dying pissed me off. That like, was kind of bad. Was, I was like, wasn't oh, that that guy that was his best and, friend? When are we going to deal with that? Yeah. 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 That's what and that also, was, like, right? Like, yeah, and it's also yeah, you no. have like like we, Lady Sif isn't there, and I, I know that there's like probably other continuity reasons she's not there, but they're going like, oh, female warriors. Like in the first movie, he's like Lady Sif. Like you know, I had to talk my dad into letting you be a warrior because he doesn't like lady warriors. And now there's like tons of Valkyries. Okay, can we talk about that scene though? That was Hella versus the Valkyries. That was gorgeous. Uh, yes, I agree. Oh, it was, I but I wanted more of that. it. It was yeah. so we, we actually, quickly cut. On a deeper note, we do need to. Talk talk about just the visuals of this movie and it's just well, let, let me go let me finish my point real quick no 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 sorry is that I, no it's okay I, I just think that taika watiti i think his version of the story was the skirt stuff he wanted to put thor on a crazy wacky world and have fun adventures with thor or with hulk i mean um and i think marvel's version was was the asgard ragnarok stuff so if we got to blow up asgard and get him into space it'd be space thor and space meet thanos thor. probably at the end there and yeah that was thanos and they probably uh, uh, they pretty thoroughly pretty much state that more than likely loki stole the uh tesseract and all that um oh yeah oh he totally did so how how how, um, how else how else is thanos gonna get all of them if 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 the tesseract was destroyed with asgard i i have so many more things to talk about how much they have to do this up infinity war we'll talk about that at the end um (laughs) but uh but um uh uh I, I think that version, th- there's two different movies that are interesting, which is the more mythological movie, which is Hela and Ragnarok and the Valkyries and all this stuff. And then there's the more, like like I said, it, I, I saw a more interesting movie, which is like a King Henry the Fourth, part one, where like maybe Thor finds out Odin is dying and he has to take the throne, but he's enjoying his adventuring stuff and being a warrior and stuff. So he kind of fucks off and 
ends up at Skur and meets Thor and has to escape and in the process learn, you know, to be a leader and all that jazz and then come home and Odin dies and Anthony Hopkins can still stay in bed and be green screened and we don't have to either way, he doesn't have to do too much acting with <laughs> I, just, um, I feel like I feel like those clothes he was wearing, like he was literally just on vacation. He's like, You have to come to me right, to film. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll um, put on an eye patch. I'm not putting that armor back on. <laughs> no, you did not. And uh, and that's the thing for me. It's like I, I I I it felt like there was two films that were in conflict the whole movie, I, and that was part of the total. I see where and you're maybe, coming from. Go ahead. <sighs> I was just gonna say, like, I see where. No, you're... no, sorry. I'm not. I'm not sighing at you doing it. You please talk along. I'm not sighing at you <laughs> taking the narrative. Sorry. No, I know. <laughs> um, this is just all very salient stuff. Um, like, I see where you're coming from. With like it being maybe two different movies in that in that sense. On the other hand, I think you could argue that Thor kind of it, it, like a Falstaffian conflict Timon and Pumbaa thing for Thor wouldn't really work at this point because that's kind of the same address, issue I felt like he addressed in his origin story. But like I also get oh, that's true. I, I got mm-hmm. I also get your point about it made me be like I I do get your point about like the mythos and, and, and like the grandeur of uh, Asgard being kind of in conflict with the wacky uh, Goldblum Asgardians like side of this and <laughs> yes. I think it's it's a Can it's I a just... familiar problem with Marvel that I think like you're you're kind of subconsciously bringing up that I can hear Jack objecting to already that like there's always going to be this this conflict between a director's vision for a Marvel movie and the needs of the cinematic universe which is not a bad thing yeah. and like maybe the like the benefit of having a cinematic universe outweighs that conflict like it's not just an evil corporate studio versus an artist type situation I'm not reducing it to that I realize I brought it up like that but um, now I'm just uh, trying to backpedal sorry well, this um, is, <laughs> no, this no, is, this I, is I, me I, and Jack's I, civil war which is that I don't give two fucks about the fact that X-Men has the worst timeline ever because they can at least do interesting stuff like Logan and New Mutants. Oh, you see, this. I totally disagree. I don't think and they've earned that. So and I think it's, a, it's an inherent problem with those movies. And I think that that's why we keep And I think they're those. way better... Like at least more interesting so far because I, I think you got, I think I you got gold. Logan. I think <laughs> literally you have Logan and that's it. Then like I, I you got I, Logan, you got Legion, and both those are real. real uh, but like games. Legion is a TV show. Like it's not. I don't even. It's not even like relevant. Yeah, and Marvel like, has TV shows, and they're forced to be in the MCU. They don't get to have like TV shows that are outside of it. They don't get to have like offshoot miniseries or whatever. I I know, but like that doesn't seem like a risk in a movie to me. They've taken one risk and it's been successful as a whole. Well, I still doing think New Mutants too, which is like a horror movie. <laughs> like that's fucking Yeah, weird. but these are like these are like TV shows like like different like I I I don't know because like the risk seems inherently lower to me and and that I get it. But at the same time like, you know, y'all are like you're all just like, "Man, it's terrible that this thematic universe has like is exerting thematic control over its thematic universe." And I'm like, "No, that's the strength of it. That's and yeah, that's I'm not my saying take, that. that. I'm like, saying like I, I I felt like that that was a like maybe where Ben was going well, with that it, like two movies type deal, but but like at the same well I think it's because like the get to getting the equilibrium in this movie is particularly was was fascinating to me. We're very clearly they're like all right, no one likes Thor one and two anymore. Fuck it, new equilibrium. You know what I mean? And yeah, like that's the thing where they it's like instead it, of building, they showed this it, before. Like, they did it in Captain America's Civil, not Civil War, but the one beforehand when they like blew up Shield. Like, oh, yeah, oh, they, yeah, 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 and that's yeah. the thing it is, like, I don't buy. Yeah. That they like they get. I agree that they're like coming to and from equilibriums. I just don't. 
agree with the thought process that the universe isn't moving to and fro and like advancing the storyline overarchingly because it does it feels to me like like they have changed and tried different things and moved to and fro like they tried stuff with guardians and then they've taken some of that infusion put it into thor and made something else and tried something here again and so you're just like you're you're saying like yeah they did really really interesting stuff with wolverine i agree they're not going as far out on the shelf but they're still trying shit and i enjoy the movies that it's coming out and i've continued to enjoy the movies more and more like if you go back and watch watch iron man one it's okay but civil war and thor ragnarok are better movies Here, yeah here's here's That's like great. my i think the phase two stuff is besides thor dark world <laughs> yeah i know the thor, and, that, and that's and that's again the inherent problem is like they fail they failed something and they fixed it and that's like i'm just like y'all are like oh it's terrible that it doesn't exist within the continuity i'm like no this needs a shake-up and they did it and i know that it like it's a little bit jarring but like here's ah, here's my thing ah. is i don't necessarily think it's that jarring when you look at the movies as a continuum and for me seeing the end of asgard when i've like experienced it and loved it as the best part of the two previous Thor movies, like how I already have that emotional connection to like seeing it destroyed. And that's enough for me. And we, you know, we get the cutbacks to like the, the, the Asgardians, like fleeing for safety the whole time. Sure. To help us with that. But like the, the grandeur of that, me realizing, Oh, I'm never going to get to see this design concept and this, this production again, like in this scale or at this place for a long time, maybe, I don't know like what the comics port, hold in the future but like that yeah, that yeah. moment uh, you know worked for me for that reason and I, I guess that's my thing is that i'm sure people will be complaining about the guardians slash thor art design in like one movie and i guess that's my thing is like i do feel like the i feel like the critical and i'm not saying the fans are the fans and the fans have spoken this is a great movie but like i do feel like the critical world can't get over these movies and i'm always interested to see why that is. And I, I guess like, I agree with Ben. Like I, I understand what he's saying. Like the plot structure has issues. There's too many movies in conflict here. There's the push and pull of the universe, but at the same time, the movie is here and stronger for being a part of that universe so do we consider it inside its own thing now and that's the thing i agree with him logan as its own standalone movie is a better movie but like it doesn't have all the strength of these other elements of the universe or setting up other things that could be cool and i guess that's the thing is like when i read a comic book it's an ongoing storyline and i enjoy that elements of that and the history of that character as well when i'm experiencing the things i want to enjoy and that's the thing is like I'm starting to do that with movies. Like I'm starting to get to that point where I'm enjoying a movie, like a comic book on a totally different mindset. Yeah, it's like I'm not losing the characters, but it is like you do have this continuity and history to draw from. And at some point it does start to affect elements of the narrative. Like, you know, you can start up the narrative faster without really introducing fucking Thor, which is, I guess not what happens here. Cause hell is just out of nowhere. I'm, I'm that's, that's, that's just, this, I, I, that's I, just I, the point of Hela. Like, yeah, yeah. She's the, she's the brushed yeah, over she's, history. She's literally just like to be put on a poster to put on dude's walls or everyone's walls. Sorry, I wouldn't mm-hmm. deny Hela to anyone. Um, <laughs> no, I. Jesus Christ! Like Kate Blanchett is seen chewing. I have to. Admit, I don't like her design, her like headdress thing because she what? looks so. We we actually me and uh, Peter actually talked about this. I don't know if you want to talk about it, Peter, but I brought it to Peter that a lot of people point out this sort of drag 
inspired mm. Peter. Yeah, no, yeah, like, like her, like her whole me. outfit, you could, you could, you could argue is is as drag inspired from 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 her from her eye, from her eye makeup to her headpiece to the fact that she's wearing a cat suit to the cape. Like there, there is there is an there is an there is an image there is an image I a picture um a a a Thor. Um, comic book cover comic book. that I found and I, and and I, and I sent and I sent it to Ben and like literally everything about her from 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 like from her whole outfit to her pose to her expression was just like I've seen many a drag queen have this outfit be standing in this way and be giving the ha pose and uh, like facial <laughs> expression I'm just like what drag queen was on this was was on was part of this costume design i need to know like and maybe they, maybe they're not a drag queen but like what gay man was part of the was part was part of the costume design uh, okay. for this I, character I, because i'm you know not they gonna disagree with that's your interpretation and i appreciate that but there are so yeah. much dark death metal covers like of like know, dark that queens that, that too, like no, that's that still too from, for I sure oh, i mean all, all the, and it's, that's why i enjoyed the action was that every action scene looked like a death metal album it's like it did a, it did warrior god about to punch a fire demon like it's it's very and that's the thing is that they this was totally the first movie that like interpreted thor as less of a oh he's a alien with supernatural technologies and like no he's a god (laughs) he's he has thunder powers fuck you (laughs) fuck your interpretation of this (laughs) i guess once you have dr strange you gotta throw out the science crap right it's just magic in this right there's just magic at some point and and no actually it's a thing before that that, uh scarlet witch yeah and i think that's like that's a bigger issue that's been in thor than the push and pull of the marvel universe is that like let's have it's like them like Thor has been like justifying for so long. And this was the first movie that didn't justify. And for me, that's what makes it so much the better. It's just like crazy shit happens guys. And we have humor. And I think that's the big thing. And I think, I think the other thing too, is they realized that Chris, Chris Hemsworth may be the funniest individual in all of the Avengers. <laughs> and you yeah. need him cracking yeah, jokes. Yeah, like he's funny. legitimately funnier in this role than, than like star Lord and Chris Pratt. I think so. Yeah, I, so. I laugh. I think because Chris Pratt hasn't really ever worked for me in like that. That yeah. kind of role. Me, me it neither. Like it's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And maybe it is just Burt Macklin. <laughs> like, because I just. <laughs> but I always found Burt Macklin very funny because Chris Pratt's such a doofy kind of per- persona that whenever he's like, "I'm serious, man." Like I don't <laughs> like him with abs and stuff. Like the good abs, but he still make me yeah. laugh. Like you know, like. Them some good abs, but you're funny. Your face is funny. He's <laughs> like a funny guy. <laughs> you have go, abs. Go, go, go cry to Leslie. Jesus. <laughs> it's it's like trying to make Jeremy Renner funny in the opposite. Like he's just got a pouty face, and you can't make Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Renner has talked about on like talk shows that kids hate him because he looks like a grump. <laughs> like he's like I'm a nice guy. I'm sorry. No, Jeremy Aww. Renner looks like a bad actor. Oh wait, no, he just is. <laughs> oh, he's good in the Hurt Locker. Uh, I just think he's made for Hurt Locker, Ben. And outside of that, I've not seen anything that like really pushes. I don't know, man. It's uh, good, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> and do you want to talk about the Born series movies? I mean, he's asleep in those, but like that's probably. His Born interpretation. They, they have tried to make him a lead like nine times, and it's like it doesn't work. The definition of white privilege. Like, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> like how many? It doesn't how many work. times? <laughs> like there, like there are, there are. It's it's interesting. It it is like there is like a like I like Chris Pratt. I like see in a movie. I'm like, oh yeah, good job, Chris Pratt. And then like, like he has like this rough ruggedness or like has this thing that just appeals to me as like a leading man character. Whereas Jerry, remember, I see him on screen as a leading man. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> 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 like, you have 
too much going for you. Fuck you. I will never identify with you, sir. <laughs> this is why you are Hawkeye, because that is a bullshit role. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to talk to your wife. You go on a Hawkeye rant. All right, all right. All right. Uh, but we did want to come back around. Uh, <laughs> yes. So what did you guys think of Loki's interpretation and him existing in this universe? Uh, that didn't make any sense. What did you yeah. What did you think? What did you think of like their attempt to square away Thor and Loki's relationship? Um, I actually thought that was one of the better yeah. parts of the movie because I liked at least that their relationship is evolving, which was nice. I liked that they had this whole thing of like, you know, he's like, "I'm gonna betray you, you're gonna betray me." We do this over and over again, you know. It's sort of it a Joker, felt Batman-ish it felt like a nice reference to, um, well, to mythology really, Mm -hmm. because that's how I envision the relationship between two gods who are brothers or half-brothers to function. Like, Loki is always going to be the god of mischief. And I love that line from Thor of, that's who you are, but you could be so much more. So Loki is always going to be mischievous, but at the end of the day, you know, he's still a god and will have those inherent responsibilities that come with that power. Yeah, I think that's where the best writing in the movie was for me is like just even that little scene where um, he's t- telling like all, all the practical jokes like he played on as a child and one of them is like totally a, 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 a Norse myth and they just start talking yeah. about it like shit they did when they were little. Oh, that was really funny. And it, <laughs> he comes out and he's just like stab, stab, stab. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> That was really good. And that was the other thing too. Is that for me, it's like when you talk, when you break down a lot of the existing moments, it works. Like like for instance, like him just like uh, Loki at the end of the movie with like just like just punching people with his like spiky helmet, and he's like, yeah, make a statue with the helmet with my big spikes on it. Like it's it, like it's 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 like legitimately funny, and it's funny to me that we are experiencing characters in a funny perspective, and it changes so much. Like Hulk is such a sad fucking story in this movie but he's played yeah. for laughs like it's really sad like it's really really messed up that was he's like having yeah, that was one of my that was one of my problems yeah. that we didn't get a payoff for that because it's like a very sad story where like he lost control for two years yeah a guy's not a, a drunk bender. hulk is yeah. the biggest problem for like me that. because i never really had the understanding before that when banner is hulk he is a completely different person person I yeah didn't i yeah it's like more of a jekyll and hyde thing. yeah and yeah. It's, it's also more in the comics and they've never explored it like it, it's a widely believed thing that in the original script of age of ultron they wanted joe fix it which is the gray hulk which was kind of like he's a less powerful version of hulk but he's one of hulk identities and he's just like this he's just like this mafia hitman kind of guy hulk where he's just like super strong hmm. and he just goes off and fucks shit up and he like has like relationships with like strip and stuff and so that's like and it's just a it's just, it's a very weird interpretation where like banner just went off became joe fix it and like went off to like las vegas and was just like a hitman for the mob for like wow. several years yeah, yeah, and that's, that's, that's and that's, that's like and thing, that's like that's, that's hulk like hulk is like inherently a dark thing in all of his media and then in the context of this movie it's like he jumps out of a plane and just like splats onto the runway which was just such a weird joke oh my god i can't believe it was that so was horrifying. so funny i saw it coming but it was still funny it, it was funny <laughs> 
It was funny, and it shouldn't have worked, and it just totally did. But and it, it did. It really I did, did think for a half second, like, did they kill Bruce Banner that way? Because that's bold. I, it was bold. It was I feel bold. like well, that's like another universe problem, though, because this yeah. Hulk, this Mark Ruffalo Hulk didn't get, or did he get his own Hulk movie? I'm only familiar with the Edward Norton one. I know there was another he one. He did. He did. But... That, that is technically the same. No, Hulk no, no, not Ruffalo. Ruffalo. It's Hulk. the same Hulk as that movie. Mark Ruffalo was Hulk. It was Edward. So, it was was it Edward Norton? Edward Norton and Ruffalo yeah. have the same Hulk. Like they're they're right. technically yeah. the same person. Ruffalo uh, and, Mar- and quick. Go ahead. <laughs> quick, quick diversion into the various <laughs> corporations that own Marvel. Um, <laughs> Universal actually distributed the original Incredible Hulk and still owns the rights to distribute any Hulk movie from now on, even though Marvel would be paying for it. And Marvel now is works at Disney, so they don't need another distributor. So there's never going to be a reason to make a Hulk movie because Universal is going to get all the profits and do none of the work. Ah, so that's why they've never made a Hulk movie since then, since they sold to Disney. So they, right. That so makes right. now they're doing this thing, which I think is clever, which is like, yeah, it's a Thor movie, but it's kind of a Hulk movie too. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is because they're, they're ripping off other movies. Pretty much the most famous Hulk plot line. Well, well it's, there's a shit ton of that. Hulk actually is one but of the planet Hulk. Yeah. Hulk is one of the characters that people underestimate about how much fucking history and like rogue villains gallery. Like you always forget like how vast the Hulk villains gallery is. It is actually huge <laughs> mm-hmm. and no one knows about them. And it's just one of those, it's like the leader or like Modoc or like all of these guys. And there, he has like the weirdest villains. And it's so, yeah. it's Hulk just is, interesting. Hulk is one it's one of those Marvel characters. Yeah. Hulk is one of those Marvel characters where you have where you have Drake, you have Drake singing "Got a Lot of Enemies" and like softly yeah. in the background, well, and no one hears it. <laughs> but it's yeah, totally I was finding there. that with Wonder Woman in the on DC. Like, I did not know Wonder Woman had so many villains that I've never heard. Right, of. she's and she's lot. got some crazy one. Ares is the Ares is always the the big bad, but like literally like Greek mythology there, is pretty much like Wonder Woman's rogues out. gallery. <laughs> I need to point this out that she fights a giant egg sometimes. There is a giant egg. That is a oh, communist egg oh, that Wonder Woman is. And it's Chinese. Wait, is that the what? other thing? And it's oh, Chinese. Yeah. It's called yeah. Egg Foo. Egg Foo. And it's egg Foo <laughs> is a legitimate character. And it's not, I mean, he's not a legitimate. He's like, he, he's, he is a character. <laughs> a character that exists. He's not a legitimate. He doesn't have a legitimate reason for existing. <laughs> That's what else. But no. he does. Clearly not. <laughs> It's horribly racist. It's it's amazing though, and that's the thing is wow. like it's. I'll say this like I don't think Hulk ever had like the same sort of Batman style like villains rogues renaissance where it, they suddenly became dark. Like when Hulk got dark, it became kind of like the show where he's just like wandering to place to place, like being dark and sad about his life, and that's and that's what they did with that. And usually he fights the military, and that's the thing is like you know some of the things got aged up like Abomination and stuff, but like a lot of the other stuff like that was really really weird. Like Modok tends to get left behind even though still he's technically part of the marvel universe and he still pops up weirdly in like a lot of different comics it's it's strange but anyway anyways the big point here is that like in terms of like you know the villains gallery they took the planet hulk storyline which is where he goes to a planet and he essentially conquers it because he's hulk and that's the thing it's like space hulk adventures actually like go on for quite a while which is one of my favorite 
uh, Hulk characters is that you know he uses at one point Bruce Banner uses his technology to combine his brain with the Hulk body, so then he becomes Professor Hulk, and he only wears pink bunny slippers, and it's like mm. one of my favorite. Like it, it didn't happen for very long because it was like a wish fulfillment character, but it is like it is one of my favorite interpretations of the Hulk, where it's just like like Bruce Banner comes in with like a ray gun, like Hulk, and he's just like wearing bunny slippers and shit, and he's like, "Cause I like him." <laughs> <laughs> and it's and I and it's, it's this thing is there's like there's like a ton of different versions of hulk there's like devil hulk there's like mad child hulk and there's all these other different interpretations and it would be really interesting to see them go into that but i do think that they're instead taking this route where they're you know he hulk is evolving as a character which i think is good i think it's good it's it's weird to see that a whole character evolve as a background in other movies though but i i i can't say that i don't like it and that's the thing is because i know that i'll get more movies it's weird for me to be like, yeah, I don't need payoff for Hulk now. It still bothers me a little bit in this. No, I, I, I get it. I don't blame you for it. I just think that it's one of those things in the Marvel universe. Well, it's, it's like it's I, part of the Marvel thing where it's like, and why I think it, I think you were asking earlier, why do critics not like these? And it's not even like critics hate these movies. They always get great reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. They just kind of always begrudgingly give them good reviews. It's yeah. They, funny, it, they like, And I mean, this is my other thing. Like, I don't want to say it because I, I, I agree with you, Ben. I hate it when people get on critics for being critical. But I do feel like critics. They're tired. I think. No, I think they want to dislike these. I think they think it's 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 a little bit popular to dislike these. No, I don't think that's it. I think they're just exhausted. I think they just see like, oh, I don't there's bl- 20 why movies coming in. They're like, exhausted. Oh. Like, why? Like, because doesn't make because any they sense have to, to like me. because Marvel because itself is exhausted by its over brand. and over again. And because like each movie doesn't exist its own. So like a critic, you're evaluating each movie as its own thing. And these movies aren't about that. Like they are becoming a very different art form, which is a collective giant right we'll recognize that art form and do that and that's how we end up with things like black panther and like we're gonna get all these other movies and it's for me it's like yeah they're working within their own framework but at the same time they are trying shit like you can't tell me they're like dead similar i don't know i think i i there's a certain kind of humor there's a certain kind of story arc there's a certain kind of the thing is like every marvel movie that comes out is sold as like a genre film that it is so not like Captain America Civil War is fun or not Civil War um, Captain America Winter Soldier Winter Soldier yeah. is very fun it is not a political thriller it is not at all yeah like it yeah. is it, all this political. crap no, it's, about it's, 70s it's, it's political thrillers just because they have it's, Robert Redford in it is bullshit it is just a hmm. fun action Marvel movie and you know like and now I hear like oh Infinity War is going to be a heist film I'm like what are you fucking talking about it's going to be a bunch of Characters fighting, like all these. Well, movies. but Ant Man was Marvel how, how, heist film. Right? How do you how do you work Infinity War into being a heist film? They're gonna steal well, the Infinity Stones because you literally can't fight yeah. Thanos. Like you, you literally like. Can't. Well, because Thanos has to steal the Infinity Stones. No, Stone, I know, so he's but gonna like, be like the heist but, guy. But, but this this isn't this isn't gonna be an Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> and maybe that's my thing. No, it's like you're, you're like you're insulted. I I never bought that about Winter Soldier. And you're like, I guess like this is my thing. Like maybe critic expectations are being subverted. But like I I like I've never heard somebody say like, oh, it's a political thriller. No one ever said that to me. And I was never I wasn't disappointed by the product. I I guess. <sighs> I I don't know. I, I I don't I don't I don't understand. Don't you? How about this? Don't you feel exhausted about Star Wars? 
N- no, I that's feel a completely like different thing. That's a completely yeah. different like, thing. No, but I'm saying like it's a similar thing. No, I'm super excited for the Last Jedi. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not. Ex- I'm just saying, like, is there a part of you that's like that they have planned out ten years of Star Wars? It's a little exhausting here. No, I think I'm exhausted by the secondary elements of it. I'm exhausted by the toy lines. I'm exhausted by the plates. I'm exhausted by the secondary thing. But I separate that pretty like, well. That from will never the be. That's the thing I think with critics it's like that, that, that there will never not in the future be a time i'm, where we I'm gonna take, watch one star know? wars a year for the next 10 years it's hmm. hard for me no, that's, the, it's, that's the critical backlash that's just like nuts. i just i just want to point out that's no it's not nuts no no like no no like no like like i i will be right there with you but yeah. like but just, it, it's, but it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like how i see the mcu like i'm so for it but at the same time just like oh dear god i'm in for a ride here's what i'm but it's it's not one movie it's one cultural experience like it's like it's it's the fact that like you know, it just came out that Disney's demanding everybody plays Star Wars has to play it for four weeks. That's how it is. It is a thing that we just do for a month. And I think that's why it's exhausting. It's like all the stuff that gets clicks is Marvel movies or Star Wars. I think that's what gets exhausting. It's like it's like there, there there's never gonna be a time where Kramer versus Kramer is the number one movie in the country anymore. Like that's just not how it is anymore. And like I think it just gets exhausting after a while when you look at like I- here's twenty more movies that you're gonna have and I could totally see why you as a fan is excited, but me as like someone who's like, I don't know, someone on the fence of these movies is like, I don't know. Like, I know I'm no, not have good experience. Ben, I'm not excited for Star Wars because of stuff like Solo. And and that's the thing. I don't see them outside. I'm very excited for the core three. I'm not excited for anything outside of that. Rogue One was a pleasant surprise, but I agree with you. I'm not excited. That's But that's inherently an, an internal issue within the Star Wars universe that's different from Marvel. Well, I think it's all part of the same thing of like it just can't stop. Like, yeah, it just has to. Keep. Well, no, we have to I, have three this I, year, and next is gonna be four, and there's gonna be five. You're gonna have to that. re-earn my movie goership after Infinity War, because that's the plan. This is the other thing too that maybe is my point here too. They've like said Infinity War is the goal, and they've planned stuff past it. I'm not disagreeing with that, but like at the point that I get through Infinity War, whatever happens there as a storytelling plot device, if it's just another stone and we keep going with the universe, if something doesn't really drastically happen, and I can't tie up this entire universe into a nice little bow, it's like here's Avengers through Iron Man to Infinity Wars two, and this is it. You know, like this is this is Kevin Feige's yeah. talk about the universe and it's this I'd be existing thing. If they did that. I would be legitimately impressed. Yeah, and that's and that's my that's my take. It's I like don't think they will. because <laughs> I know that as a critic that there is like theoretically an end, and they're not going to end it. They're, there's no way they ever would do that, and I understand why that is. But the fact that like this is a piece of work, I can say like this is, and I guess maybe that's the thing is like I'm saying like I I will give them faith on Star Wars to do three movies. Um, somehow they've just extended that to like 40 for Marvel, but because it is like designed out, I'm okay with it. But I will agree with you, like, you know, immediately after Infinity War for like Ant or Wasp or whatever immediately comes after it, I'm going to be a very hard sell. We're going to hold you to that. Yeah. Oh boy. Hey, I, I, I feel like I'm fair. Like I came around about BVS and now I'm just like dreading Justice League. I think was oh I'm not I dreading it. Rough. I I am just more. I am continually. I I, I can't even say cautiously optimistic. I'm more yeah, just cautious just... at this point. Like visually, like I've been saying for weeks. Visually, amazing. Story wise, oh god, what am I gonna get? I, I, and it's, it's just I'm it's... just worried that it's gonna be the Batman show. I don't want it to be. That's just because you want to see more Wonder Woman and there can never be enough Wonder Woman for you, Sarah. That's not entirely true. I also want to see more Jason Momoa. 
That's fair. That's, That's fair. And like, I want to see a lot of both of them on screen. I was about to say. <laughs> you don't just want to see more Jason Momoa. I guess like I see no indication that it's the Batman show. Is what I would say. I, I just I think the thing is I saw these Justice League clips and it was surprising to me that even the moments I thought were good in the trailers were real mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> clips. And I was, yeah, <laughs> it had that Suburbicon thing where you're like I laughed at that and why didn't I laugh at this at all on this or something like that? Because I, 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 like, there was one Batman line I really liked and like and then they in the movie he has this terrible post processing that's even worse than like uh, Christian Bale's and Flash is quipping every other line. I'm like oh boy, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I guess I guess my we'll thing is that we'll with see. this it's like I'm I have no power with these characters for some reason that I've like noticed. And it's, it's funny too, because like, you know, the movie Bob, God, I hate movie Bob. Sometimes I don't, I don't mean to slam him. You him. I don't know. You post him all the time and you're no, like, no, I, I, I like watch him. Like I'll watch him religiously and I hate him. It's just undeniable. You know, I, you know what, Jack, right now, I'm going to do the quickest apology I've ever done. I'm sorry because I remember I watch Chris Stuckman all the time and I hate. I know. Chris, I don't know why I keep watching. <laughs> we do it. It's not. It's <laughs> not. Something it's not about a, some of these movie reviewers. <laughs> it's it's weird. I don't like. I have people that I hate. It's video games too. I is don't it, particularly enjoy Jim Sterling all the time, but I still read his goddamn reviews. Is it the thing where know. you kind of like? I, I watch his videos too much. You, you kind of want to know wrong. what the counterpoint is sort of like exactly i think yeah. i think it's actually think like so. like somebody so. you want somebody to give you the bull like and that's the other thing is like in his video he's like i really don't want to rag on a movie for an hour <laughs> fuck you <laughs> booby bop <laughs> that's like your whole shtick like fuck you <laughs> Right, but right. anyways, the point was he was talking about Justice League and and he, what he was going in about is that he was talking about oh, fuck like they used the material without like sourcing the actual source that the comics in. And that's the thing is like Marvel's always really good about paying homage in such good ways to their characters. And maybe that's my thing is like because like. I'm so hurt by Justice League and BBS now that like when Marvel doesn't fuck it up, like I'm still very happy about it. And the fact that I was like worried about Thor, but at the same time excited for it. And the fact that they delivered something that wasn't like a destruction of the character for me. Like I agree. There's like internal structures of the issue of the movie, but like I love Thor as a character. I love this interpretation. I love the, I love it all. And it's just, it's very, it's very hard for me to not say that this is quote unquote, very good and it's there's no way i wouldn't recommend somebody go see, not see it yeah it's this weird thing i guess if, uh, about marvel it's like they, they made three movies this year they all opened over 100 million dollars they all got an a on cinema score and they all got over 90 percent on rotten tomatoes that's insane <laughs> just yeah. like it is really insane something i don't know why you're, you're all right i don't know why i'm like apologizing for them as a company <laughs> <laughs> like, like they like there's like, like they, they, they're like, like they're like in their tub of like money like <laughs> thanks for that and we really it, needed that it, support <laughs> right it's it's like it's like michael phelps you just get tired of seeing him win you're like all right it's another gold medal i guess you know like another how many gold. got now eight yeah. <laughs> you still can't yeah. get uh you still can't get any money because you can't get any support because you smoked pot that one time <laughs> that's true yeah, i think maybe once in yeah. a while critics should just watch uh we should just watch mummy and remind ourselves how how easy it is to totally fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but didn't yeah, we have I, like I, three I saw, movies I, like that? It was like Geostorm, Snowman, and what else? Uh, I mean, those are those are those are wonderful, terrible tragedies uh, in their own right. Um, but but Mummy is like a perfect example of like how to try to force a cinematic universe and failing. And and that's the, the thing is I think that we have no concept about how bad this shit could get. 
Right. And, <laughs> like, and Marvel's <laughs> never gone Fantastic Four. Well, yes, we do. It's called Batman like v they've... Superman. But 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 they're not trying to. But I not, guess but they not are. From Marvel. <laughs> oh yeah, they're totally trying to be Marvel. Yeah, yeah. I'm very I'm very curious to see or Spectre. Or... And my beloved Bond even tried to do cinematic universe. And, oh God! Oh. <laughs> Honestly, Marvel Marvel probably destroyed James Bond. <laughs> oh, probably, yeah. It's absolutely. probably it's probably absolutely. it's not even like a probably. It's kind of had just happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Marvel, all the time Marvel, like, Marvel, the Marvel Studios like, is do, is is doing what basically everyone else is trying to catch up right. with, and it's just like, dude, don't don't try. Stay in your lane. Stay, do all what right. you're good at. We're we're way off topic. Let's go ahead and do scores, guys. <laughs> Sorry, this I'm I'm very excited that we did this movie. I think it I think it was fun to hear you guys. I think I think we got into interesting topics. I don't know why I'm justifying this. Ben, give me your score. <laughs> you just been talking about the MCU for the past thirty minutes. It's okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's an inherent uh, question because we we need to like figure out how to properly like frame what we're gonna say now. Yeah, no, like yeah, I think it was a good discussion. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is where your score is just weird and nebulous and, you know, yeah such is life so mine is a 6.5 i uh did really enjoy the film for the most part like all model films i recommend them uh other than i think yeah oddly enough thor the dark world <laughs> i think all mm-hmm. of them are fun uh to at least watch but uh like like most marvel films i feel it falling out of my brain and i'm not sure why uh i do think at the very least that i it, it, this one was particularly a little more troublesome for me of the, the recent ones just because it, it definitely felt like two movies and they should have picked one or the other focused on it and I do feel like it's just a little too callous and resetting even though like I admit I, they needed to reset and I appreciate it I'm just sorry I don't know what I want and that's how I am with Thor I'm so sorry um, so uh, but otherwise I think you know it's one of those movies that people are going to really enjoy and it's going to make a lot of money and I can't be mad about it it's like yeah you know thank god it's a movie with like humor and heart and it's not Transformers, you know, like the fact this made money in Transformers is in this year. Yeah. Good. You know, I feel, you know, I think overall yeah. net positive probably um, to the world. But uh, but I just can't deny that 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 part of me is just just wanted. I felt like I maybe I'm a little harder on this movie because I, I saw another movie that is a lot more clever. And what we got is is standard and good. But I don't know. I, I, I saw potential here that I didn't necessarily see in like, I don't know, Spider-Man Homecoming. Like that was kind of the best movie could ever be for me. And this, I feel like there's a better movie that I was waiting for. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit harder. And also, I just don't know what I want with Thor. So mm-hmm. 6.5. What, and I don't mean to push you into this. Would it be fair to say that you don't necessarily know what you want with the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole? Or is that too far? I'm not, I'm not trying to push you into a, I'm, I'm like legitimately asking. Because I'm not like, as invested as everybody else, or at the very least you. Well, and that's not like a criticism. No, it's not. I'm like, a comic book fan. Like a I'm a big that. comic book fan. It's cool. It's I don't yeah. I don't disagree. I like I have an investment in these characters, and it and I enjoy it as like a cross universe experience. So like I I get that I enjoy it in a different way than you do. I'm not denying that or like dissolving your criticism. I just think that like at the same time I have a different uh, like opinion based perspective. Like like total 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 good to us like i feel like it's good for us to like say this as a way because i don't have i have total respect for your criticism ben i just i just disagree i guess i just disagree based upon but it is truly at some point like my own personal experience of how i perceive these characters at this point yeah i think this is how we both view these these kind of things it's a big grand experiment we're not even a decade into it yet (laughs) 
and we're gonna get the payoff next <laughs> and, and, year. Supposedly. And that's the difference is that like that excites me, and I could clearly tell that you're just like emotionally wiped from that context. It's been ten years. <laughs> you're just like you act like you act like some sort of like war torn critic, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. just like, well, we're getting Black I Panther. Know. There hasn't even been a female superhero yet. Come on. Yeah, I'm, right, I'm, I'm, right. yeah. Well, along with Black Panther, I'm wait. I'm waiting for Captain Marvel. Give give me Carol Danvers. Yeah, yes. I, hear, I hear quips in other movies, and I get PTSD, and I see colors. It was too colorful. I had t- there were too many funny jokes. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, uh, I don't know. All right, uh, Trevor, um, you're up next. I'm giving it. It's not a political thriller. Oh no. <laughs> All right. I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Um, I just I think my expectations were a big part of how much I enjoyed it. Like there I you know, it was a particularly grueling week at work and I was like, I'm ready, Marvel, do your thing. Like I just want a reliably fun time. <laughs> and um my girlfriend's reliably fun took time me to the movie tavern and I had time. a cheeseburger and a beer and it was like, Let's do this and I had fun. So uh also they played uh best as, as many times as Immigrant Song has been used, like as done as it is, this was the movie that really needed to happen. So, like, because it's literally about the god and, with the hammer. And I, can I just quickly, quickly say, I really wish they just saved it till the yeah. last. Yeah, it worked so much better. The I didn't notice time. it the yeah. first time, and it, yeah. which is odd to me that I didn't because I know it really well. Like, hmm. did they just not do the lyrics the first time, and it was just the riff or something? No, they they played it with lyrics. They both played times. it. I yeah. thought it worked I, both yeah. times. But I, that's... I agree. You could have waited until the second time, but like it's it was it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, it was cool. I, I I don't know. Like the uh, well, I'll get into it in a minute. I'll go ahead and do my score. Uh, I give it an eight out of ten as well. I think from the first go with like the fire demon, kind of that express sort of like that thing. I, I guess that's the thing is like, maybe I judge these as just like easy to easy go in action movies at times, but from like the aesthetic of it, like just like the laser dragon from the get go with like that, like tape deck of just like that kind of like that, with its new kind of take on like the style. It's like, I, you know, as much as people are like, Oh, the, you know, the Ray tube kind of style is played out. And it's just like, I, I don't have a lot of media that does this sort of thing. And I guess like seeing in, in a successful reinvention of, of mid, a successful mid series reinvention of a superhero seems complicated to me. And I agree that it stretches the film a bit. So it's not, it's not, I think civil war is probably better, which is, I think the highest Marvel movie uh score i gave to it but at the same time i do think that like you know thor is not necessarily my character or somebody that i've identified to this bit and i think they did a successful job of making him much more interesting much more lovable and i that's the thing is the difference here is that like you know him talking about a people versus a place and that's the thing it's like they're dealing with the bigger issues of the marvel universe it's like what are the fucking stakes and if this movie was about stakes this movie is about saying like what is the stakes of thor and it's not about like this grand palace in the sky. It's about saving lives. And it's like, it's bringing Thor in a way down to the level and reinventing down to him earth. As a character. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh uh, my literally. God. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the point is it's, I think that's the big thing that they successfully did. And the reason that that line is so cool to me is it brings it down to earth on terms of motivation of what he wants to do. And I think that was really cool and successful to me. And like, he comes out of it scarred literally. Um, but I think it, I think it, it made him such a more 
identifiable, likable, and strong character. Like when I see Thor in like the main adventures things, he always seems a little bit out of place. And I think that's the big thing is that this movie was about reinventing Thor in a way that he will slot into the Avengers a lot better. And I think that is the coolest thing to me is that like this movie works is repairing all these other things in the elements while still successfully being a good movie. And that is just, it's just, this is so insanely complicated. And I know that that's like, it has, and that's the thing is like, I know that like we shouldn't reward movies that have a heavier lift, but it has undeniably that one of the heaviest lifts of movies has, and it pulls it off. And I, you know what? I'm at the end of the day, I'm impressed by that. It's not my favorite Marvel movie, but it is cool. And it, is probably my favorite Marvel movie aesthetic. I think it's better than guardians in that regard. Um, yeah. So eight out of 10 Peter. I really like how you put that because, because I had not, um, I, I, I had not thought about, I had not thought about that angle where, where, where like there, because, because like, because with, with that, with that, with that point, and when you look at Thor and, and, and you look at the, when you look at the other, the other heroes in the, in the MCU, I've, I, I, I liked, I like to think now that, that, that that's kind of what they're doing for them on our, on our, on our way to infinity war. They are showing like, 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 no, like, no, you're like, no, you're not fight Like, like, no, you're not going to be fighting Thanos simply because he's evil, simply because he's bad. It's like, you have people in your life. You, here is your reason. Not not just like oh save the planet. It's like no save your family and friends. Do it for do it for fucking them. Um, I, but I, I like that. Um, my score. Uh, I'm gonna you know I'm jumping the bandwagon, but I was gonna do it before y'all start talking anyway. I'm giving this movie uh, mm-hmm. an, 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 eight, an eight out of ten. I went into this movie. I had a fun time with it. Um, I I I I, I enjoy, for, for the scenes that she was in. Yes. Like, 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 yeah, like, yeah, sure, Jack thinks otherwise, but I, 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 I could have done a bit more. Of, I, could, I could have used a bit more of Hella, but uh, because because she was fun. Kate Blanchett, Kate Blanchett is hot. She, like, you can't deny that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, also, we also we, we didn't we didn't touch on it, but but whenever whenever we were on Sakar, I liked the music they used because I like the music they used because because it was like okay, here's some synth music that. That 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 would that would have been like maybe not maybe not necessarily like like this, like this level of energy but like would have been better I like, could like Blade Runner twenty forty nine could have actually used instead of, instead of them trying to recreate the original score <laughs> and thereby fall flat and have the music fade into the background. Um, but 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 yeah, this was a this was a fun movie to me and I and I and I th- and I thoroughly enjoyed it and I and I like and I like how and, and and I like how they are leading it right into. Infinite Infinity War because because I, because I think I think Waititi I think he confirmed in an, in an interview that that that, that mid credit scene the ship they run into that is Thanos like I I, I think so like it lit, it literally leads like into the 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 next the next, the next Avengers film also 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 side note also side note what what helps what helps the score apart apart from simply seeing you know shirt, apart from simply seeing shirt uh shirtless uh shirtless chris hemsworth and you know and because the guy was just running around nothing just like just a bunch of leather clothing for the entire time so that's pretty hot i saw hulk butt not gonna lie it looked good whoever sculpted that ass <laughs> right they deserve a raise right. that was a good that, book that somebody had the good job that day he's like i'm gonna go draw hulk's ass I'm gonna make yeah, it look. The thing I always wanted to see, where uh, Hulk is wearing clothes and then he goes down and 
he has big two his clothes are too big banners he's got really awkward clothes and it's very adorable yeah that, that, that was that was an adorable moment he's he's he's, he's basically just like walking around walking around with Rocking around with like oh. like potato potato sack as pants for like for like thirty seconds. Like I need clothes. Like here's to- like here's he goes. These are Tonys. Just take them anywhere. Just 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 go along with it. But yeah, I had move. I had fun. Eight out of also, 10. I I enjoyed that he had a cool relationship with Valkyrie. I just want to throw that in there too. That was fun. Uh, oh, I really oh, enjoyed yeah, that. I totally agree. Yeah, I'm curious like about that. that. Um, I just want to quickly say if the Blu-ray does not have what is must have been the three hours of riffing. That Goldblum did in the green screen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very clearly, they put him in a green screen, and he just Goldbloomed for an hour. <laughs> and I want to see all of it. I l- because they will always cut to him in a hologram, like, uh, uh, go, 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 and fly, and yeah. kill. Yeah. And kill things with your swords. <laughs> kill all or, the swords or with Or whatever things. you prefer to kill with. <laughs> right. I need all one hour of that. Please, you don't have to add special effects. I could just watch the green screen. Right. I'm totally yeah, just and then it'll be the greatest Blu-ray ever given to mankind. Okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, I'll That's buy it immediately. And, and I love, I love how unrestrainedly, like, like they're like they probably that was like an awkward meeting where they're like, you know, like the thing you've been doing your whole career, Jeff Goldblum. We just want you to <laughs> do, do that. that. Just do that. <laughs> we'll give you money. <laughs> just come and do just that. Just be yourself. <laughs> And I love it. Oh, we don't know, like I don't like the S word. That was the fun. That, oh, God, that was the funniest was... use of slavery I've ever seen. <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> prisoners who also work. <laughs> the prisoners, prisoners with jobs. Prisoners, yes. prisoners with jobs. He's like, oh yeah, that's better. That's better. I like that. <laughs> PWJs. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be on the the Blu-ray menu. Just be like, oh, you can uh, you can play the movie now. Oh, you can, uh, you can do the, oh, you can do the extras. That. that actually uh, would be really nice. Stuff in there, or I, I can't do a gold bloom. Apparently, but it's a, it's a yeah. You can see like a tiny hair. It's nice. Yeah, life uh, life uh, finds a way. Yeah, let's end this fucking podcast. <laughs> Who's left? Oh, Sarah, please please give us your Me. score. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I give Thor a seven out of ten. It was a lot of fun to go watch. Great date movie, by the way. Um, very pr- very pretty. Um, great visuals. Kate uh, Blanchett was great. I wish she had been in it more. But you know, after this discussion, you know, she she did a great do- job with what she had, and maybe too much of a good thing would have indeed been too much of a good thing. Um, let's see. Great music by Devo. By the way, that was Devo. Um, that was Devo. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I didn't know this, but at, that makes at so the end of the now. movie, Katie, yeah, my you know nineteen eighties baby girlfriend saw the um, the composer, and she's like, "Oh, that makes perfect sense." And I kind of look at her like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "It's Devo." I, I, was like, I, no shit. I like this movie more just for that. Just yeah, yeah, it's it's Mark it's Mark true. Mothersbaugh from from Devo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's okay. the difference between a soundtrack and like a like a like that thing that has all the covers for the thing? Like a soundtrack is just the background music. What would what what sound? I'm trying to find this. I'm trying to find the damn soundtrack for okay. Thor. Okay. Okay. A score. The score is just the background music that doesn't have a right, name. Right. It's just, and then you know, a soundtrack the, the orchestra. would be the song. And then the soundtrack is actual songs. Got it, got it. Okay, thank you very much. Makes Sorry. sense. You're welcome. <laughs> music Corner with Sarah. No, I- yeah. And that's a... Uh, sorry, oh my gosh, we really do cable. have to wrap this up, guys. We've we ran really way over. We really, really we're, we're at an hour and 20 minutes, so this is great. Oh, uh, Lord. Yeah, so Sarah gives it a seven. That brings the total score up to a 7.5. I'm happy with that. That's good. 
Good. Yeah. Ben All Ben right. bombed it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's like that kid uh, I, the ruined the score for everybody. It's okay. You it's not it's not about that. You keep us level, my friend. Uh, I would have given I would still I would have made movie gang podcast give BBS a good score. You were you were there for me. I I'm yeah. there for you too in some ways. I don't want to bring up certain movies. <laughs> you'll, you'll, no, you'll be there cuz I love trains and I love murder and I'm going to be a problem. Oh, Katie, I'm so upset. It. Katie refuses to see that movie with me. She won't watch the Why? non-David Suchet Poirot. My Katie uh, is very nervous about this movie. Yeah, she has like really strong feelings about it, and that's and it's one of those things. She's like, she's like Kenneth Branagh is officially un-British because no British man would ever be David Suchet's Boiro. <laughs> it's just like Jesus. That's a lot of nationalism for a British person that's lived in America. Or all that. Sorry, let's not get into it. Anyways, for the Movie Gang Podcast, <laughs> this has been Ben Haworth. I know, <laughs> dangerous territory. It's 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 an hour twenty minutes in this podcast. She's not gonna listen this far we're good <laughs> <laughs> it's an hour 20 yeah, minutes into like her her fiance talking about a movie she's not gonna listen to that she gets enough of it at home there's no way in hell she will ever listen to this <laughs> all right yeah, it's been ben haworth peter dancy sarah becker trevor flynn and i've been your host jack newman and i'm cutting them off because we really need to go <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Movie Gang Podcast, part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network, including such shows as Animania, Geek Space Nine, Live Long and Discover. Go check out all those. Then head over to TuscanShed.com backslash support us and find a myriad number of ways that you can help support the network, keep us on the air. We'd appreciate that from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Yeah.